All right, Joey. It is October 24th. Yay! Of the year of 2015. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um... This is episode 24. Uh, this will be a news block, which I'm... We haven't done one yeah, in a Yeah, we haven't done one in like <laughs> a, a good while. So so we've got some news to catch up on. Uh, there's plenty of stuff on here that we just aren't going to touch on because it was smaller news anyways. Yeah. And, you know, in the last couple of weeks it got buried. Do, so do, really do your own dirty work. Go find news. It's not hard. I'm sure you're not. we're not the only people you're coming to for news. Um, There's no way coming to us at all. <laughs> this is episode 24 of the Chopping Block, um, where we break down your on 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 a news week. We break down your news for video games and movies. Um, I am your host uh, Jonathan, and I have my wonderful co-host here. Hello. And his name is Hello. Apparently, he doesn't have a name. I'm so confused. I waved as I said yeah. that. Yeah, this is a, this is a completely audio podcast, and you waved. Damn. Fuck. Uh, so this is Joey, my co-host. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's new and is just joining us, um, let's go ahead and start off. Jay, what have you been doing for the last couple of weeks? Um, let's see. Oh, I haven't had much of a chance to really do anything. I'm still just kind of watching horror movies at my leisure. Um, I decided to try and watch a couple more uh, Hellraiser movies and give them a bit of a second chance. It didn't work out. I kind of just fell right asleep watching those movies again. Yeah, because we were talking about this um, a couple weeks two ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. right? Um, there's so which good. ones did you watch before and which ones did you I watch? I watched now? the first three. Okay. And, and there's and more than three. There's there's nine movies. Holy shit. And, yeah. and, and they're <laughs> shitty, but they're like, you know what? This one, this one's the golden one. Number four is going to be golden. Like, 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 number four, Bloodlines, should be good. <laughs> All right, it's not. All right, four didn't do it. Uh, let's uh, let five, five. That's going to be the money maker. Five. No, it's not either. Like I, I fell right asleep to that one too, and it was like a, it was like ten o'clock. That's how much of an old man I am. I fell asleep at ten o'clock, just trying to watch a movie and just passed out. But so like they, they're just they're just not that good. They're just not good. They're not like engaging. And no, not of... really, because it's all kind of the same thing. Oh, what's this puzzle box? Oh no, demons! That's that's really <laughs> about it. There's no real conflict or struggle. Like you know how at least you know you know Jason kills a bunch of fucking teenagers and right. one of them eventually gets the upper hand somehow. But there's no real tension when it comes to the Hellraiser movies because it's like oh they're gonna finish it. they're gonna figure out the puzzle box and he's gonna get sucked back into the puzzle box. That's a, that's all it is. There's not much other than that. Yeah, I mean, at least with, like, regular slasher movies, there's something exciting. Oh, how is he going to kill this guy? Or how is he going to, or, like, how is, you know, Jason going to, or Freddy going to get killed this time, you know, for the next movie to start? You know, there's none of that, really, because it's all the same. Puzzle box, that's it. It's just kind of boring and played out and... Yeah, I, I, I just give over it up. nine films. They were like, we can't come up with we 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 came up with the best idea for the first movie. So let's just keep doing that. It was I think it was originally just supposed to be a one off, but it it skewed out of control after that. But and after like I've been trying to catch up on some podcasts too because I there's I have a huge backlog of stuff I've been listening I, I need to listen to. I finally caught up on all the stuff from the Indoor Kids and Tell Them Steve Dave and. Uh, there was one more I think I finally caught up on. I think it was the horror. I finally um, caught up on the horror. But then now I'm trying to catch up on how did this get made. If you ever listen to that, yeah. it's great. I love it. Yeah, Jason I, Sudeikis is 
one of the funniest. Jason today, you know. Yeah, he he's how did this? He's not on how to get the how did this get made. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's Jason Manzukas. Manzukas, sorry. I'm like, thinking of a different. Sudeikis is a Manzukas is hilarious. Manzukas is great. Yeah, I like he's he's great in that, and like I just I just love the dynamic all three hosts have together, and uh, I I I one that I listened to at work today, uh, the Monkey Shines episode from last Halloween a year ago, so I'm right. a, I'm a year behind. Um, uh, on these, but uh, yeah, I've been catching up on that. It's been super, super fun so far. And I just got Castle Wolfenstein, the New Blood, and on Gamefly. I've been playing through that a little bit, and it's not bad. How do you feel about it? It's Did pretty you play good. the the New Wolfenstein, New Order? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I played through it a couple of times. I really dug that game. Yeah, um, I really like this one. You know, it was just more of the same, but it's just more of the same. But is it, I just I mean like you can't like not hate. Killing Nazis. Yeah, and it's and it's this like weird like uh, grindhousey. Yeah, just like oh, but like the Nazis have all this super. It's it's, it's a throwback to like like Castle Wolfenstein back in the day, just like weird occult mecha Hild- me- mecha Hitlers and, just everywhere. Yeah. It's just it's so cool, and I I really like it. I like the art style and everything of it so far. So it's just it's just kind of fun to it's just really fun to watch. It's like um you know all these Nazis heads. Just exploding. exploding. If once you hit them just right, or when one of them tries to melee you, you just take like their Nazi dagger and shove it into their necks and stuff. So it's pretty dope. Yeah, I, I like it, it. It's a, it's like one of those perfect like Halloween, like just kind of bloody. Kind of, yeah. Can play. Is like, I mean, like like Halloween is synonymous with you know blood and Nazis for the most part. Plus, <laughs> um, the New Order had this great little section where if you like when you were in the little home base area. If you like went to like sleep, like you would play in the actual yeah you would, like um, you would have a nightmare. original Wolfen yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you were like you know you had your first person gun, but you were in like this like very pixelated mm-hmm. the I original know, the original cool. um you know ID yeah uh, game of Wolfenstein yeah that that part is pretty fun but it's, it, they act they treat it like a nightmare it's pretty yeah, fun. yeah I like yeah. it. And, um, how about you, Johnny? What have I been doing? Um, I got Mad Max through Gamefly. How was that? So it's it's fun. It's just like you know, compared to all these other big open world games we've gotten this year, um, I don't think that there's enough there to like considerably make mm-hmm. it stand out among the rest. It's not bad though. It's yep. definitely worth playing if you're a fan of the uh, of the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth playing. But it's just it does. It's there's. Not that like special element there that makes you want to keep going back. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's kind of just like the precursor game for a series? Like it's just like treating it like the first installment, and the next one is probably going to be like that. Like you know how like Assassin's I think Creed if, was, yeah, like a tech I think demo. It, yeah, I think if they uh, if they did make a Mad Max two, there's plenty of stuff they can add in there. Mm-hmm. I understand that this is supposed to be like you know this big wasteland. There's not supposed to be a lot to do. Um, but you kind of get that feeling between going through like objectives or like mm-hmm. certain areas. It doesn't really feel like there's a world around you that's happening. Yeah. Like occasionally you'll see like some cars drive by and they'll try and like kill you and everything. But there's not really a lot there, mm-hmm. I guess, to just really like stand out. Um, I bought Rock Band Four. Yeah, I'm playing I know. that a little bit. I, I was there for that. A little um, bit. So I've been playing that here and there. Um, I'm not a fan of like the vanilla set list that it comes with. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot there. 
um, for like people who know older music, I guess there's like a lot of like newer music, but you know, like who cares about that shit? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sucks, but um, it's not bad. That's fun. Um, I got Yoshi's Woolly World. How's that? Uh, that's fun. Yeah, and it's fucking adorable. <laughs> like, um, Ann and I have been playing that um, couch co-oping together. Um, it's just a fun game. Like, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, original Yoshi's Island, mm-hmm. um, this is Yoshi's Island pretty much, uh, made of yarn with no baby Mario. Oh, okay. So that sounds pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That, that pretty much like, cause like baby Mario was, that's essentially was just a huge escort mission throughout the entire yeah. game. And, and it's just so annoying to hear all the crying when you like, you know, <laughs> when you would get hit. Um, you don't have to worry about any of that. There's no real, um, consequences to dying. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're playing co-op because if one person dies they just kind of come back both of you guys have to die at the same time in order for it to be like oh you get okay. sent back to the checkpoint so All right. it's not a difficult game but it's fun um, in the end isn't that just what you want just a fun game to yeah. kind of pass the time just kind of like sit and it's, like I said it's fucking adorable yeah mm-hmm. there's something super cute about these like yarn Yoshis <laughs> and them like you know like Pulling a like little bow of yarn and then like eating all this yarn and then like having a little yarn egg thing behind them. <laughs> it's fucking cute. Um, like, what's with all like the yarn games? Kirby Epic Yarn and then that new one for the PS3 that's supposed to come. Oh, PS4 is supposed to come out. They're fucking cool. I mean, I, I think it's a you know cool mechanic and I think it's very artistically made. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very artistically catered. Like you don't need an Xbox One to, yeah. you know, run a really good-looking game. Yeah. I think that's kind of what they're trying to show with it. Uh, when they do close-ups of the Yoshis, you can see, like, all the, like, frayed yarn bits. Oh, okay. Like, they kind of got that, like, yarn fuzz mm-hmm. on them. So that, you know, there's just that little attention to detail. That's really cool. nice. Um, as far as watching things go, um, I finished watching uh, Season 2 and Season 3 of American Horror Story. Yeah. Um, we can save that talk about that um, a little later. Only stuff, yeah. um, but I think that's about it. I, I really haven't been watching too much stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll wait for, for this. Because <laughs> I was going to talk about something else that I watched, but we'll, uh, we can wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into our game news, Joe. We don't have a lot of it. No. Um, we're going to start off with something that we should talk about. Um, which is the Star Wars Battlefront beta yeah. that happened. Um, it ended, like, what, two weeks ago now? A week and a half I ago? I think so. Um, it yeah. went on for about four or five days. Um, what were your impressions on it? I'm assuming you played well, it. No, I didn't get a chance to play okay. it. I, my work schedule has been too nuts. to like. I work during the day, and then by the time I get home at night, I have like no desire to do anything. Yeah. So uh, I haven't had a chance to play any um, a whole hell of a lot. But as, I'm uh, sure you've seen. I've been watching it. I've been watching it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, like just like people have been covering it and showing a bunch of cool stuff, and it looks really really fucking cool yeah i mean just like all of like mechanics i mean like the only one i've really seen consistently is the hoth battle right the um, big uh where it's the AT-ATs. 20 on 20 yeah um yeah you got uh the ATATs coming through and uh rebels have to destroy them uh and, and empire then, has to defend them yeah pretty much. And, or like and destroy like their little satellites yeah. that they have and uh, yeah it, just just looking at it it looks fucking killer 
I am super excited for this game, like a whole lot more than I, than I was before. Like, I think what really gets me is just the environment. I mean, while we, we've seen Star Wars games before, but the environment just looks so crisp and it's clean. It's so true to and, form. Yeah, I mean, very this is true to a form. true next-gen yeah. Star Wars game. I think this is just like a true, just like next gen game because like the it looks so perfect. And and one of the reasons why it looks so good is one they got access to every single thing from the original trilogy, uh, so that ATAT is to scale of yeah. what uh, you know stormtrooper would be. Or snowtrooper, sorry. Yeah. Um, and just looking at it too, it's fucking nuts how big it is. Yeah. In game, it's fucking nuts. And like that's about as like if you, like, on the comparison scale. So for some people, like when you get into like a helicopter or a jet, like in Battlefield, about how high you usually go, that's about as high as the ATAT is. Yeah. Just general. Just that's it. And, that's it's it's so fucking high in the air. Like every everything on the screen looks like dots, and it's nuts. And yeah, and and you when you're flying around in the game, um, you can go higher than these. You know, like ATATs. Mm-hmm. You can you can dogfight above them and everything. You know, it's uh, scale is great. Um, you know, having like when you shoot the blaster bolt and it hits a wall, you get the like real eighties, seventies, eighties looking explosion yeah. off the wall. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it's just so. Like perfectly yeah. true to Star Wars, like the original trilogy, um, and this will be a great way for you to create your own Star Wars stories. Yeah, I, I'm sure you've seen like the giant uh, amount of like videos and gifs of um, you know all this crazy shit that's been happening in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like, there's uh, one of my favorite ones. Uh, the stormtrooper sees uh, Luke in the distance, and he's coming at him. He's like shooting at him. He realizes he's fucked at one point, and he like jetpacks away. And Luke's still coming after him, <laughs> and he's like he like goes behind this ATAT, and you see Luke come in, and he comes in right as the ATAT is about to like lower his foot, just crushes <laughs> Luke. Oh no! You see, and, and then you'll see videos of uh, all these kind of like kamikaze, like you know, X-wings coming in on uh, on Darth Vader and just crashing right into him and killing Dude, him. And Star Wars is getting dark. <laughs> Shit. It's just it'll be this perfect way to create your own Star Wars stories, and yeah. I'm really excited about that. Um, other than the big Hoth battle, they had the um, the single player slash co-op mm-hmm. mode, which was just kind of like a wave defense mode. Yeah. Um, which like every it's game, pretty, has yeah, it's now. pretty pretty straightforward. You can only play on one difficulty, which was kind of upsetting. Mm. It would have been nice to try out like a harder difficulty yeah. to see like you know the kind of like yeah mix of enemies you'll get to see at higher difficulties. Uh, but that was fun. Um, pretty straightforward. Uh, you get a certain amount of lives. Uh, so if you die, you get to respawn. Um, that's really about it with that one. Uh, it'll be, uh, I and mean, it looks beautiful. It, that one was on Tatooine, and you kind of go to the edge of the map and you look around, and it kind of just has this like Grand Canyon esque like look to it. Yeah, everything looks really, really pretty. Um, and then the final one, they had the uh, drop pod control, which is um, like like a King of the Hill almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to a certain point, uh, you capture it, and you've got to defend it for X amount of time. Yeah. Um, and that one was on the new pa- uh, planet, which is uh, uh, Solensist, I believe mm-hmm. is the name of it. Um, it's a very, 
I don't even know really how to describe it. It kind of just, it's like a lava looking world and it's got weird pits that you can fall into and take yeah. damage in. Um, that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, that one was 8v8 and it's just a lot more compact and uh, almost a little more hectic because, really? you know, it's just, uh, it's a much smaller map. So you're kind of just running into people all the yeah. time. And I think that's to get also like a big draw for those kinds of games that have giant multiplayer uh, maps, like huge teams versus huge teams. Everybody, people essentially want that level of chaos yeah. and that level of excitement and just like, what the hell is happening? What the fuck is going on? And then like people just get fucking annihilated all yeah, and out of nowhere. And, and it's almost nice if you're like someone who's like on a like hot streak. You're in there, and you look to your left, and you're like, one, two dudes killed. And you, like, look to your right, and you kill, like, three dudes, and you throw a grenade and kill, like, two other dudes. Yeah. It, in a normal game, you would wipe everybody out then. But mm -hmm. then there's still more people coming from yeah. all these different directions. So that's kind of cool. That's pretty exciting. I think it also helps with just people making their own stories. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm guaranteeing I'm going to see, like, a lot of Platoon and a lot of Saving Private Ryan type of storylines that people make out of this. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm very excited for the uh, full game to come out. Um, they did announce a uh, $50 season pass for it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people online are complaining about it, mm -hmm. um, but it's not too bad. Yeah, I don't see it as a that big of a problem. I mean, a lot of season passes are almost, if not just as expensive, like as the, the Call game. of Duty one mm -hmm. um, is like 50 bucks, I believe. Uh, maybe a little less, maybe like 40 bucks, 40, 45 dollars. Yeah. Um, this is something that I'm willing to support 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because it's EA, um, you know that they're going to support this game yeah. for quite a while. Because, I mean, even Battlefield 4 is still getting DLC. Like yeah. a DLC just came out for Battlefield 4 recently. Hmm. And that game came out um, three years ago? Two or three 4? years ago? Yeah. I thought it was three. Hmm. No. No. Which, which one was So we played Battlefield 3 like right at the right? yeah, tail end of high school. And then um, Battlefield 4 came out a little while after that. I want to say about like 2012. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, 2012 or 2013. Was um, it really then? Yeah. Huh. But that game's been out for like about two years now. It's all just blurring together. And it's um, and they just released a DLC for it. So Damn. You know, they're gonna. That gives me hope that they're gonna continuously support this game. I I'm pretty sure for a good long while. I mean, you don't spend uh, however many years they've been working on this already because we've been hearing about this game for like two three years already. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not just going to flush down that that down the toilet and yeah. try again. I mean, just know. to get the rights to make the game in the first place, it was probably expensive enough as yeah. it was. They're not going to just let it fucking die out yeah. very, very quickly. Um, either way, I'm excited. That comes out in a couple weeks here. Um, November 10th, right? 17th. 17th. Fallout is November 10th. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So November's completely fucked, which means <laughs> Anna's screwed because her birthday's on the 11th. And I'm like, well, we can try and do something for your birthday before the 10th or sometime next year. Because I'm going to be stuck that, in Fallout for a good couple. After that, you're just not going to be non-existent in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> just I'm gonna, just going to blend in with the couch. You're, you're a second-class citizen at this point. <laughs> But you can come move into this, uh, this Fallout <laughs> Village I made, though. Um, in other news, uh, pretty big news, um, especially for people like me and you who are... Uh, poor. <laughs> poor and Xbox people. Um, the PS4 is getting a price drop. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's going from 400 to 350. Really? Yeah. I could actually probably swing that now. Yeah. So it, it costs as much as a as an Xbox One. Yeah. Um, and for me and you, there are for you especially. There's plenty of games on there that are uh, slated to come out just for PlayStation Four or have come out for yeah. PlayStation Four, which are definitely worth getting. Uh, one of them that I can think of for you is Until Dawn. That's the first one I was gonna say. Yeah, Until Dawn is gonna be the main. This is gonna be the main reason I get a PS4. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna get one as well. One, of course, you have the Nathan Drake collection that just came out. That just seems like it'd be fun um, to slot. Yeah, my and way you through. know, I haven't played any of the uh, you know of those games, so that would be pretty. Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty fun to do, but yeah, Until Dawn is one of those games yeah. where I want to sit down and play it by myself. I want Anne to play it, and mm-hmm. I want her to sit next to me as I'm playing it and influence my decisions and get you know all these different outcomes. Yeah. Um, I want I want to be there too, only so that way I can treat it like the movie it wants to be. Yeah, and I can just yell at you for making horrible and stupid decisions. Because if you go investigate a noise, I'm gonna call you the biggest fucking idiot get killed. in the world. Don't do it. Like, That's the, like, like, and then sooner, then the clown comes out and he hits you with an axe and be like, I fucking told you, don't go in there, don't go in there. <laughs> That's why I would love to play until dawn because I'm like. Yeah, I just wanted to play it like not a fucking idiot dumbass. Yeah. Oh, that's making noise? I'm going to go the opposite way because fuck that shit. He's <laughs> like, like, oh, someone I don't recognize. like, I don't recognize this voice, but they're calling for help. I guess I'm going to investigate. Uh, not like there's any like voodoo witch trying to you know trick me and steal my soul right now. I'm just going to just jump my way over and see what's going on. Yeah, so this is good news. I mean, um... I think, uh, especially with the holiday season coming up, you know, Black Friday, I'm sure you'll see it hit yeah. like 320 Um, I doubt it'll go as low as like $300, but I can see it hit like 320 340 or stay at 350 with like a game mm-hmm. attached to it or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's good news for us. Uh, good news for people who haven't adopted any new console yet. Um, I love my Xbox. I still say get an Xbox. I still yeah. prefer an Xbox. But now they're on equal, I guess, they're financial more, yeah. playing fields now. Because um, the Xbox One dropped to 350 in January. Yeah. Um, a little before that, actually. They dropped, like, last November. Um, but they made it permanent in January. Yeah. Um, but now the PS4, after selling all these consoles at $400, are going to be like, yeah, we're also going to sell... Um, it for three fifty, and there's yeah. plenty of good bundles out there. Yeah. So if you've got loved ones, if you've got parents that you want to ask for a gift, <laughs> um, they have that Star Wars yeah. bundle, which I don't really care for. I don't like the whole like just just a simple mm. like decal of Vader. No, nah, it's just not that impressive. No, nah. I because think about the uh, Star Wars bundle that was for uh, the Xbox three sixty. They, where it was the RGD2 one and, and the C3PO mm-hmm. controller. That's what you want to see. Yeah. As far as like a big, you know, like not just someone just like fucking spray painted. Yeah, like any shit decal on it, yeah. you can buy on eBay or something. Yeah, or like the fucking weird laminate stickers you get from the mall at the kiosk. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's not that impressive, but still, it comes with Battlefront and like four other old school uh, Star Wars games that you'd be able to download for three hundred fifty dollars. Like that's a fucking good ass deal, right? Um. So yeah, that's that's great news. It's something I'm excited about. Um, Joey, another thing you're going to be excited about, and I'm sure you um, 
Now, this just we, sounds we, like it's going to hurt my wallet. We had talked about this um, pretty early on, before it was officially what it is now. Um, there's going to be a Friday the 13th uh, video game. Yeah. Um, we Camp Crystal Lake Memories. Yeah, yeah, we had talked about this um, in one of our first podcasts. Yeah. When it was just called, like, uh, Summer Camp uh, something or other. But yeah, it, I think it was just called Summer Camp. Yeah. So, and there was a nondescript... Uh, killer out to kill counselors mm-hmm. um it looks like they got the licensing figured out and it's going to be a friday, friday 13th. 13th game um which is i believe going to be a seven or eight v1 mm-hmm. but really those eight don't need to work together they can just run off and say fuck everybody well, obviously else and, you know so i i just i really like the dynamic they have going with this game and also i'm just a huge friday the 13th fan and I just like I just want to play as Jason. I mean, like Mortal Kombat Jason is cool and all, but I just want to be like Uber Jason and like just, actually like, like sneaking up on people and like. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be really working on some really good like kill animations for this yeah. too. So if you like sneak up on someone, I'm sure you'll be able to like grab a machete and like lift him up in the I air hope with so. it. And like, like I like this one. I really hope there's the sleeping bag kill or something like where you just like take someone in a sleeping bag and you just slam them against a tree multiple times until you. Hear like their spine, their, their spine snap. Mm, that's what I want. That's and then all can, I want. And it'd be cool if you can keep smacking them until they just you flip the sleeping bag over and just goop falls out. Just, <laughs> just something really gross. But I, this is exciting. I, of course, we're not going to get this game for a while now. Um, we probably won't get it until about sometime next year, maybe yeah. a little later than that. Um, but we know that they have been working on it for a while, mm-hmm. and now they're just kind of you know going to switch some character models around. I'm probably. sure. Um, but this is exciting. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I know Evolve didn't take off as much as it should have. Um, Evolve was just such a really cool concept too. Yeah, I just think it was way too early and, in the and, life cycle of the Xbox and to really I think, make a difference. Um, I think that they they've shown that you can do multiple people against one and mm-hmm. have it not be completely one sided. Yeah. Right. Um, in either direction. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that you know these. Uh, the eight people will be able to be powerful enough to feel like you can do something. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you get caught like by Jason, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Like, well, if anything, what I'm really hoping is is that like the way to win the game is to just like escape Crystal Lake or something. Yeah. So just- it seems like there's two ways to win. Um, either like there's uh, vehicles, I believe, like somewhere near the very end of the map or mm-hmm. something that you can leave, or you can um, be the last survivor standing, so hide in the fucking corner and hope that you know Jason doesn't find you. <laughs> um, and I'm sure they'll add some kind of like, oh, there's a way to like dispatch Jason. Mm-hmm. Like if you like move him to some trap, or well, if you do something or other. Mechanically, in the movies, yeah, there's a way to quote unquote kill Jason that yeah. it, like would probably end the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but I'm sure that's not just like a oh we're gonna like you gotta shoot him in the head or something yeah they, they there's, no, there's, there's gonna be some like big kind of like elaborate thing and like teamwork that needs to happen in order for that to happen I'm yeah. sure I mean so, because like straight up like there have been times where you get shot in the face and like he's fine just keep I mean like they're they're in the third movie he gets hit in the head with an axe and he just keeps on walking. Yeah. And in the fourth movie, he has to get hit in the head with a machete a couple of times to where he finally falls over and the machete's still sticking in his head 
and the handle hits the floor first and he's, his head slowly slides down the machete, uh, leaving like a trail of like brain matter on the, on the blade. Uh, so it, but he was still cool for the next. But he was still cool for the, well, actually in the fifth movie. He wasn't in the fifth movie, but he was in the sixth movie. Um, yeah, a nerd, whatever. Um, but there, there, there are ways that Jason comes back, and there's ways that Jason can yeah, Jason can be dispatched. So I'm really looking forward. Originally, to how they what do this game was planned to be was to be a part one of a multiple part series. Yeah, where you kind of follow different like episodes or something, yeah, right? Like you either follow different. I don't know if they planned on. Different killers or different areas, mm-hmm. um, but if that's the case, I hope that they either get more licensed killers or yeah. they just put Jason in this different environment, other than like you know just Crystal Lake, like maybe put him in space. <laughs> <laughs> Jason X. Hey, in, in the eighth movie, he was in Manhattan. Yeah, so I mean, the movie was know, called Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, so you can put him in Manhattan, or you can put him in different places, yeah. right? Other than just Crystal Lake. Um, either way, exciting. Uh, we'll be sure to bring you more news on that um, yeah. as it develops later on. I'm sure. Um, that just, it just man, that just sounds so cool. Like yeah. like like licensed games now are starting to get to the point of which where it's like where they're actually fucking they're good. actually really fucking good. Like, <laughs> like like there was okay. So on uh, you know these older concerts, you had licensed like Disney games and other games. And those weren't bad because they were just pretty similar to what was platformer. Yeah, I mean, you really yeah. can't fuck up a platformer. Um, but then after that, you get this era from like I'd say the late '90s to about the N64, the maybe like uh, the tail end of like the SNES era, um, all the way up until really now, yeah, until the end of the 360 PS3 life cycle. Yeah. Where you just had these shitty license games. Yeah. And they were Transformers games. And mostly shitty. commonly like movies too. X-Men games. Like yeah. they had the Wolverine game that was garbage. It was it, like um, the Wolverine Origins game. That that one sucked. There was another one before that though. I think it was just like, it was all right. It wasn't the worst thing on the planet. Yeah. But it was too, it was imitating God of War like a whole bunch. So it was just kind of, it just really felt unoriginal. And then you know, the, the term, multiple Terminator games that were never really that good. And just, yeah. yeah. Obviously, uh, Superman on N64. Yeah, that's, that's like the prime example. That's like the pinnacle of like, you know, bad. And like the worst games. part too is that they, they licensed uh, uh, the animated series of Superman for that too. So yeah. I was like, well, this fucking sucks. I, okay, so obviously that's not the worst one. The worst one is the ET for Atari. Like, like you, that just got like, you know, infamy where they had to, you know, they they they, dug, yeah. they threw away a whole bunch of carts and you, you know, you know what? Like, okay, so not too long ago, they like, started to kind of jump into a quick little movie thing, but like so a little while ago, uh HBO came out with an original documentary. It was only like an, a little bit over an hour, like an hour 15, hour 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was all about finding the uh, burial plot where the um, of those carts all, of all those cartridges because it had always been like an urban legend where people were like that didn't really happen. Yeah, you got buried out in Arizona, got buried out in New Mexico and Nevada, whatever. Yeah, um, you know, aliens came down, fucking took them or whatever. But they, you know, they actually, you know, found it, excavated it, and they took all the cartridges out, and people, you know, lined up to get these cartridges. And apparently now everyone's saying, oh yeah, this game wasn't that bad. It was like, bad. It's like, but like, but like. At, 
at the time, people were going like, "This game fucking sucks." It's like, but then like, it's like, so I'm going like, no, like that people game, need to make up their fucking minds. That game, looking back on it, was bad. Yeah. And and it's something that like the studio went to this game company like ten weeks before the movie came out, and were like, "Make this game, have it out by the time the movie yeah. comes out," and that's what they did. And it just did not. It was like only. It was like by like a small team too, like five dudes or something like yeah, that. Like, I mean, like, like hats off weeks, to them. Like, how do you expect anything? Yeah, they have hats off to them to build a game from the ground up, just like like five sweaty dudes in a garage, <laughs> just try just try and make this shit work. I mean, obviously, we know what happens if you try and make that happen. Yeah. It doesn't work. You just can't do that shit no uh, more. <laughs> so. But yeah, so you know, I'm just really happy that there's a lot of really good licensed games, yeah. and that the fact that they're not just trying to recreate a movie plot or they're trying to create movie moments, they're just gonna just once again, it's one of those things where it's like, story. yeah, it's you can make your own story, and that's mm-hmm. something that everybody wants, right? Everybody like would play with action figures as a kid to like be like, oh, well, what would happen if I did have, uh, you know, Jason fight? You know, someone else. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, you'd be stupid. You just fucking smack them together. Yep. You'd eventually throw one to the wall and be like, the one that isn't thrown to the wall wins. <laughs> you know, but it just, that's what I remember about being a kid and like playing with the action figures. Always just like being like, no, well, he did this and like this happened. Oh, yeah. Like, well, you know, Jason can do this. Yeah. Well, you know, Freddy can do this. And then that's just, that's how the little kid argument always Yeah. Going. And, and it's just so nice to be an adult. And still be able to have those moments, right? And be like, no, well, like, uh, like the Empire would have totally beat the Rebels on Hoth. Like, this is what would have happened. It's like, it's like key, it's like case and point, episode seven, it's like scene number fifty-two. And then, like, because like now, when you're an adult, when you do that shit, you can just like bring out all the information and just yeah. try and argue the shit out of it. But it's nice to have something where we'll be able to, you know, create our own stories. So, I, okay, uh, so to an extent, you know, like with with the tools provided to yeah. us. But so to to make a bit of a, of a diversion, what other like what other like licensing would you like to see for like that style of game for the Camp Crystal Lake memories? What other killers? What other series would you like to see? Because I have one that would be so ridiculous that I would definitely want to see it made. Um, I think it'd be funny to see like a Chucky game. That would be dope. <laughs> like, like, that would be weird. Cool. like it, it just is like you know, tiny figure like running at you. And <laughs> that would be t- like that's terrifying to me in like a video game. Like if that happened in real life, yep. fuck me, I'm dead. Like it just came over. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you: Have you ever seen any of the Leprechaun movies, or yes. have you heard of the Leprechaun movies? Yes, I want a <laughs> Leprechaun DLC version of that game. Yesterday, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, anything with little killers running at little, you, like, yeah, little people, like especially just a leprechaun. Where like his most menacing thing is that he rhymes before he kills you. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, and I love it. Just yeah, that, that and that would be a great piece of like DLC for something like this. And I don't think you'd really need to change too many aspects of that game to really make it. No. Like, and I mean, it's essentially the same premise, yeah, right? Like, like, just, le- like Leatherface with his chainsaw. I mean, yeah. like you can probably add like, a couple new cool, like, cool mechanics for it. I mean, like with uh, Halloween, more than likely you can just like have it set in the Michael Myers house. Yeah. Or, or just in like, you know, a strip of neighborhood or something. Mm-hmm. Just to give like, you know, these player characters more room to like hide. Pretty much. And like, you know. and, like Friday, like, well, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you can easily make that super trippy like you know, like your character falls asleep, and then like you're and like the dreamscape is randomly generated. Like you've got to be like doing certain things to stay awake. Yeah. 
Some right, and if you lines. fail, you like go into this dream state where Freddy's hunting you yeah. down. Whereas like before, like but then another earlier. like another player character who's still awake can come wake you up or something. Yeah, like something that. Like, like that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how easy that would be to fucking like program and make. But the like idea behind it seems pretty yeah, simple to do. Like, you know? pr- pretty simple and like like I, yeah, idea wise, very simple. But like. Executing. Yeah. I don't know how you I'll let them execute it. <laughs> just they, they need to make fucking all those games. That's all I do. That's, that's all I do. It's like, guys with no skills, we just make ideas. That's what we do. <laughs> and then we sit on our asses and don't get paid and for it. And we yell into ideas. a mic and tell people how stupid they are <laughs> for not doing this stuff sooner. <laughs> we wonder why no one likes us. And <laughs> Alright, let's move on, Joey. Okay. Um, no easy segue for this one. Um, so uh, Friday the 13th and Far Cry start with F I guess I was going to move back one we can talk about Far Cry um, Far yeah. Cry um, they released a trailer for Far Cry Primal um, it's pretty much going to use the uh, Far Cry 4 engine I believe mm-hmm. and it's just going to be set way back in the past um, you're like part tribal of- era you know b- like Crow Magnum man there's kind of gonna stuff. be like mammoths and saber tooth tigers running around I think it looks pretty cool I'm I, uh, I think that's what the game should have been from the first place and, and it's it's it'll be really cool in my opinion um, because uh, and obviously you're gonna be riding mammoths if they're using the same engine as they did in uh, Far Cry 4 they pretty much already have that down because mm-hmm. you could ride elephants in that yeah. game um Using like uh, just like spears and not having like guns, mm-hmm. that's going to be a really you know big change to the game. Yeah. Um, and at first, I was like looking at this, I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like a blood dragon kind of thing, or just kind of like the small offshoot. Uh, but it's going to be uh, like a sixty dollar game, yeah. so you know it's going to be a full full package of stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they. Um, you know, just release information on this last month, and it's going to be coming out in March, I believe. Yeah, that's really nice because that gives me like, you know, I have plenty of stuff to fill out the rest of the year. Um, but once February March rolls around, I don't need to wait that much longer. So yeah. they're not like saying, "Oh, this game's coming out, and you're going to have to wait till next year." They're like, "You're going to have to wait till next year," but like right in the beginning of the yeah. year. So that's exciting. Yeah, I I just think it looks really cool because I think the stealth mechanics are going to have to be really tight on this one because it mean just from the looks of it a lot of it's like some of it most likely most of it's going to be hunting or at least from the looks of it so what like who who knows stealth better than you know like you know a prehistory hunter you know like when you really think about like kind of to go toe-to-toe against you know animals three times your size mil is like built entirely of muscle and just fueled by blood you know it's like yeah it, it, it just it, seems like a super cool concept that it'll be cool to run into other like hunters who are also you know hiding in trees or you know kind of just like hiding in the shadows and like you know just taking arrow shots at you um i'm excited for what will be like the weapon set of this mm-hmm. game because of course i'm assuming there's going to be a bow and arrow um i think every far cry game has had a bow and arrow yeah. up until this point um, no guns really takes a lot out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is going to be far back enough to have metal tools. Probably not. I'm, uh, I'm thinking there's going to be a big crafting system in this game. Yeah, because if not, I mean, no metal tools. We're talking like spears, mm-hmm. like javelins. And that's going to be like about it. Rock, rock style weapons. Yeah, like a rock axe or something. Um, but there's going to be nothing of range other than that. You bow know, and arrow and spear. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's going to be about it. And yeah. that's really interesting to me. That's really going to change how 
you play that whole game entirely. Pretty much. So that's exciting. I think it looks pretty cool. I like that's because like I kind of missed out on the last two uh, Far Cry games. I bought Far Cry Three. I just I never played They're it. Very like the last uh, Far Cry Three was very like over the top and just like. Uh, you know, you're just this, like, random kid on, like, a vacation. All of a sudden, you're, like, Rambo. shit. Yeah, exactly. So, that was kind of ridiculous. Um, with this last one, it made a little more sense. <clears throat> but even then, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't all that, you no. know? Um, but, yeah, no, I'm excited. And, uh, you know, they're going to be using, like, a language that doesn't exist so the mm -hmm. character is going to be communicating in a you know like a dead language kind of yeah. thing you're gonna have to either read subtitles um i think we're at a point now in video games and like you know um mo capping and stuff like mm -hmm. that where i hope that you can play this game without subtitles and still yeah know what's going on right like a lot of hand movements and you know gestures on yeah. people's faces and stuff like that um if they have an option to do no subtitles, I think that I definitely want to yeah. give that a shot mm -hmm. because that's it. Like that'll that'll be a testament of how good the storytelling is in this yeah. game. I think so. um, if you can tell a story in a language that no one understands and still be able to tell a story, mm -hmm. that's you know that's what you need in a video game. You yep. need a fucking great story. So that's exciting. Um, finally, Joey in video game news. Um, you know that uh, that uh, indie game that we've kind of been talking about for a little while now. Um, that that tiny dev project that they yeah, were like you know, it's like uh, Destiny. I think is what it's called. Was it Destiny? I think it's Destiny. I, I can't remember. <laughs> um, Destiny is, uh, or I guess I'm saying is, um, has gone microtransactions. Yeah. Um, as of right now, uh, it's just for like emotes. You can buy the Carlton dance if you want, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm picking up that game again right now. Yeah, so um, they've added dances and they've added other emotes. Like they have a come at me, bro emote. Okay. And stuff like that. Um, and Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> that needs to be one. That needs to be one. They're, um, you know, it's not a bad thing. They, they've said it's just going to be, uh, you know, these kind of like non-player enhancing stuff. Yeah. Uh, people are a little concerned that it will become that at some mm -hmm. point. Um, I understand they're concerned, but I mean, there's no real reason to be concerned about it until it happens. Yeah, and you know, if and it even happens, then you can't control what a company's going to do. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if this is um, Bungie's doing or if it's uh, Activision that's you know has the reins on this. You yeah. know, because they this seems way too fun and wacky for it to actually be Activision. I, so, so they've said that um, what the money from the stuff will do is to go towards the people who are, like, working on this for, like, the year one content. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, different, like, like if they had, like, a Halloween thing going on, like, they would be, you know, this money that you're paying for these dances and stuff like yeah. that, it's going to go towards that okay. team to kind of help continuously fund them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they need that. I mean, they've made a shitload of money on this game already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for the past, like, since it came out, I'm pretty sure it's been, like, one of the top sellers every month. So, I don't know if that's necessarily necessary or a good reason behind it. Um, but, I mean, if it just stays um, as a, oh, you can buy this emote or you can buy this dance, um, 
That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to ask you, though, at what point would you, like, draw the line that it's like, you know, this is too much? Like, you know... Well, like, in all honesty, I mean, like, you, you can... Like, people buy stupid shit for their games all the time and, like, that just don't transfer over, you know, to the next consoles. I mean, like, how many times has someone bought, like, insignias and, like color packs or whatever for their you know for multiplayer on the last call of duty game on yeah. the last generation of consoles only for not to move over to the next one i'm uh, more so asking like at what point so like if the they start point, introducing like you know high light level weapons yeah and armor well, like, stuff, like 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 and it becomes a pay to win kind yeah. of situation well, that's, that's the point i was getting to so like there's that small shit that you buy to customize your character in the game or whatever and to kind of make it more fun for you or just to make inside jokes with you and your friends or whatever yeah. that's one thing but like once as soon as it becomes anywhere near pay to win like if you're like as you said if you're buying like you know exotic weapons and armor and high power stuff and you're buying light to upgrade your stuff uh, yeah, no, that's that, that that's not going to happen. Um, so, and there's a company who recently ran into this. So Payday 2 has been a game that's been supported by DLC for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, this last week uh, on the PC, they had this thing called, um, I believe it was Crime Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've always been like, like no, we're not going to do like, you know, um, any kind of microtransactions or anything. Um, and they introduced them in this last um, in this last little thing that they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's still going on. I think this might be the last weekend for it. Um, but they introduced these things, and you got to pay. It was like two dollars, and you got a drill, yeah. which is essentially a key to open one of these two like different kinds of safes. Um, and they would include like uh, masks mm-hmm. or uh, weapon uh, skins. Um, but people got really pissed off because some of the weapon skins actually boosted the uh, stats on the weapons. Huh. And I found this really interesting because this isn't a multiplayer game. It's a cooperative yeah. game. Um, and people were being upset that, you know, this was helping boost the co-op experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you introduce that into something like uh, that is competitive, yeah. that it, that does have a competitive mode like the Crucible... Um, that becomes a bigger issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just one. It kind of just takes away from the experience of the game because as soon as you get into player versus player, you know, it doesn't become about who's actually better at that point. It just becomes who's who paid for it more. Yeah. And and, and you that's even you look back on things like Battlefield and they've offered like a shortcut kit mm-hmm. that you can pay like forty dollars for and you get every weapon, everything yep. for every class. You don't have to bother to unlock anything or slog your way through levels. You just or like ranking up. It's just there for you right then and there. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that one of the reasons why people and maybe you can attest to this or completely shut me down um, but I have a theory that one of the reasons why we don't like this is because it puts a price on our time. So let's say it, in order for you to um, be able, let's say for Battlefield, in order for you to be able to unlock everything, it would take you a good long amount of time. And let's say you do put in that long amount of time and do unlock all those things. And then uh, this company's like, oh, well, you can pay $40 for it. So you spent 100-something hours, and it's only the equivalent of $40, yeah. right? Like, you wouldn't want that feeling of, like, I've put in all this work, 
and really it's only like you know forty dollars worth of work, which kind of makes you feel invalidated yeah. and like you don't want to the. The way I have always, I guess it, that's similar to the way I feel about it, but the way I've always worried it, it just devalues us as a player. Because right. the whole point of a game is to get better and unlock, you know, all these weapons, all these armors, all these skins. And, and all you this. do that and you wear them with like a badge of honor. Right? Yeah. So like, like other oh shit, this guy somehow unlocked this skin for his gun. Like if you're playing Call of Duty and you see that someone has like, well, maybe Call of Duty is not the best example because those games are pretty easily yeah. like broken. Um, but if you saw someone with like a golden gun, yeah, you'd be like, okay, well, this person has put in the fucking hours of using this weapon to get the yeah. golden gun. So like that's you know like that sucks that I got killed by them, but I can respect that they yeah. fucking are that it's good like, with that gun. And I, it also just devalues the experience because at one point it's like, well, why even bother playing the game when I can just drop an extra forty bucks and everything I am playing for. Is unlocked. It's just like, there for me. Bam, yeah. done. You know. And then at that point, it's like, what's the point of playing, right? Because yeah. that's one of the reasons why we play games is to. It's it's like you know, rats with cheese, mm-hmm. right? Like we 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 go through these mazes in order to get that reward. But if we just have a giant block of cheese in front of us, what's the point in going through that maze? Exactly. There's there's no there's point. no reason for us to continue doing yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So like, so I guess we're we're both on a similar page. Um, I mean, as of right now, it's um, you know the Destiny stuff. It's it's not bad. No, um, Carlton Dance makes up for a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna buy the Carlton Dance. So it, you know, it, it's in the future. Yeah, this could be a big deal, but for now, it's not that big of a yeah. deal. We kind of everybody kind of just needs to calm their shit and just a little bit. And I mean, if it gets worse, yeah, we can do. We can outcry, and they'll know. We'll call for blood, and everyone will get pissed off. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't want to go down that road. Let's let's take a quick break, and we will be back with our movie news for the last couple of weeks. Show. A whole bunch of movie news. Yeah, wait, wait. We have a fucking shitload of stuff to talk about. Uh, so it's going to take a break, and we'll, we will be uh, we will be right back. So we are back. Back for our movie news. Joey, what do you have for us this week? All right. So the first things first, uh, some big usually, news. Usually the first thing is first. No, it's never the first thing that's first. Do <laughs> you know how many times we jump around on this list? Like sometimes we go with the last thing first. That's true. I, so shut the fuck up. But the audience doesn't know. So I don't care what the audience does and does not know. <laughs> the, we know there's no audience. So shut the fuck up. All right. I listen to this podcast sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, not all the time, asshole. Um, so, The X-Files. One of the biggest TV shows from the 90s to the 2000s is finally coming back. And for a whole new season, I'm set to premiere on Netflix uh, it's supposed to be yes a season but like a mini series right because mm-hmm. it's not going to be 22 episodes I believe no, it's, gonna it's be supposed to like be 10 six, ten six or 10 so, something along those lines um, um, really small number of episodes though yeah it's uh, pretty much the way it's going to have an overarching plot with um, the first few episodes and the last few episodes 
but uh, it, it, the stuff in the middle is going to be like old school Twilight, um, old school Twilight Zone, old school X Files, um, with kind of strange one-off episodes, uh, kind of hopefully nudging your way to the believing of the unbelievable. So. Yeah, like no, I don't really want to talk about it a whole bunch just because I really just kind of want to sit down and watch it, watch them, yeah. um, and then really give a full uh, talk down of it because it looks really cool, and I'm just really excited uh, that they're just kind of doing what they want to do, um, despite some fans demanding. Like they're like they're not like you know saying, oh, I wish this was it. They're demanding that certain things happen within this within the new series. I don't think like I don't think fans have that right to do No, that. they don't. I mean it's it's the whoever's bringing this back, I'm sure they're doing it because they're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna do this for a money grab. X Files isn't gonna bring yeah. you money. Um this is more than anything else, I'm sure, like a passion project. Yep. So, like, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy the fact that the creators have just kind of put their foot down and said, "No, this is what we're doing." Yeah. If you want that, and then go write a fanfic. <laughs> go yeah. write. Go fucking watch the old episodes if yeah. you really love them so much. So you know, um, that's kind of like the first thing. Really, I'm just really happy for. It. I'm really excited for. It. I, ju- I I kind of really just got into the X Files, and I think it's just like I'm just really digging that show a whole bunch. Let me go and ask you, Jerry. Are you more of a Mulder or? Are you more of a Scully? Mm. Are you a believer? Probably, are you a believer? I'm, I'm probably a skeptic. Like, well, I'm pretty spooky in general, so I'm probably <laughs> older. <laughs> um, but okay, so moving on from there, uh, gonna kick everything off with a couple of uh, trailers. Um, so uh, the first trailer, I, we'll go with this trailer first, um, the, because we just watched we it. Just watched um, it. Johnny just watched it for probably the millionth time. <laughs> I just watched it for the first time, um, and I and I didn't cry this time. Yeah, he didn't cry this <laughs> I time. Almost cried. Every other time he's Even watched watching it, though, it now, I almost cried. Is it your girlfriend? Is probably wondering why you're constantly crying to <laughs> like to this trailer. Like you're just like watching the trailer. You're looping the trailer over and over again. You're just constantly weeping to yourself. I've watched it on my computer and I've watched it on my phone. I haven't watched it on my TV yet, which I which I well, your TV's fucking huge. Exactly, which is what I like, why haven't I done this yet? <laughs> So stupid. Um, so so uh, the new Force Awakens trailer. New and final. This is supposed new, to be the yeah. final trailer. I'm kind of happy about that because sometimes movies. Instead of releasing 20 fucking trailers. Yeah. Which if, if you, you super cut them together. Yeah, it's going to be the whole fucking movie. the whole movie. Um, so yeah, uh, this new Force Awakens trailer. The final Force Awakens trailer looks really fucking cool. It is. Um, it's just it's like it's it's pure cinema for the most part. And it's just it, a it huge cinematic experience. your imagination from those old films. Yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, you have your your hero characters, you know your bad guy is very like well defined mm-hmm. from the beginning and from these trailers. Um and it's just your typical like you know hero's journey, yeah. Right. I'm really hoping for some really cool Akira Kurosawa inspired uh, sword like lightsaber battles. Yeah. Again, um, because the lightsaber battles. And I'm the sure first we're gonna three, get some pretty. I in the first like the original trilogy, the original trilogy, their their lightsaber battles. I really liked them because they felt more grounded and real. Whereas in the prequels, the, everyone's hopping around and flying everywhere, doing backflips. Obviously, because of all you know, all the advances in technology, you can do yeah. That. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the the in the original trilogy, they were more realistic. Yeah. Um, 
like but they, they straight up felt they like sword fights. They weren't flashing them, mm-hmm. right? But I think this will hopefully be a little more flash. Mm-hmm. You might get some like really cool like shit going on, but I kind of yeah, like you said, I kind of do want it to stay a little more realistic. Yeah. I know like Yoda flips yeah. and like you because like the, the way the original movies did them, you felt the tension that would happen if there was one misstep yeah. that they're done. And uh, I really do, I, I really like that level of tension. It just kind of makes you more attached to the characters and makes the world feel more real and it makes everyone feel, uh, you know, more tangible as a person. Right. Um, you know, the fact that they can just die very instantaneously, you know, if, if they step wrong or if they make a wrong, right. you know, parry move or something along those lines. So, like, those, the original sword fights in my, is like those original lightsaber, lightsaber battles were very well done. Yeah. So, I'm kind of Hoping that they go back to that, um, but yeah, everything looks really cool. Like uh, they they have like this really awesome. I mean, obviously, they're going to be going all over the place. You see mm-hmm. uh, Jakku, which is the desert planet. Yep. Um, you see them in a force at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, you see a lot of rain. You see them more in like a grassy area. Which, you know, some of these could be the same planet, mm-hmm. but in very different environments you're in. Yeah. Um, like uh, I'm also really excited for like the actors I see in it. Like Harrison Ford's back. I really like that. Um, I just really like Harrison Ford's movies. He, like, he's he's a pretty versatile actor for the most part, and he's very good in, in almost everything he's done. So uh, him, and him coming back as Han Solo is pretty dope. Um, but and, also, and it seems like this is just a very like passing of the torch, movie. Mm-hmm, pretty much, and which is good. I mean, you, we we finally got our first look at Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, as old Leia, yeah, and that's exciting. Yeah, and we haven't seen her up until this point. It's nice to see her character. The only old character we haven't seen yet is Luke. Luke, Luke Skywalker, yeah, and he's not on the poster and he's not on the trailer. So yeah. I'm there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, you know speculation going on all yep. over the internet about this. Um, as of right now, I really wouldn't want to get into it too much. I imagine he's a big part of this movie, and like if he were but to maybe, be in the trailer, it would probably give that big part away. Maybe he's like a big part, but he's not in the movie as much. Yeah. Like you can be a driving force of a movie and not be in that movie that mm-hmm. much. Uh, you know, like a search for Luke or like, you know, he could be like a Yoda character in this movie yep. where he's like, oh, we need to go find Luke. He's on this planet mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just like, okay, so I'm kind of half thinking now that in order to kind of draw back to, uh, what was it, a new hope, um, that like during like Luke Skywalker's whole training, like Rocky training montage with yeah. Yoda, um, that I kind of half think that he's retreated back to Dagobah, Dagobah, and or something along those lines. Yeah, and he's a hermit of some kind, and yeah, have I mean, to go find yeah. him. So, so he's yeah, gonna be the Obi Wan of this movie, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I, if you saw set pictures of him, he's got his like big like you know Jedi Master beard going mm-hmm. on like Obi Wan did. Um, so you know this is exciting. Yeah. Um, um, also, uh, Oscar Isaac. I think Oscar Isaac's probably one of the best actors out there right now, and uh, the fact that he's can be able to really stretch out his ability by and also hopefully getting more uh, a, you know mainstream attention. Uh, by being in this big blockbuster yeah. movie, uh, is hopefully going to do wonders for his career, and is 
You're going to do wonders. It's just going to lead to bigger, better opportunities. Um, because it, the last film he was in, Ex Machina, that one was fucking amazing, and he was perfect in that role. Yeah. Um, so this one, uh, seeing him change up so drastically and differently, um, also just kind of being able to see him in an action movie in general. Um, sci-fi, like, sci-fi, sci-fi action. The kind of things that opens doors for actors. Yeah, so that is going to be pretty dope. So I'm all around super excited for this movie now, and we need to like go see this at the IMAX over at Universal Studios. Um, speaking of which, out. since we're are talking about this, um, pre sales for this uh, movie went up right after this trailer dropped on Monday. Um, <laughs> what is that number that they sold that? $6.5 million worth of tickets yeah. in 24 hours. Yeah. So, this is, I believe, uh, the last one that. Uh, this is eight times more than, uh, I believe it was Mocking Jay. Mm-hmm. The Hunger Games that yep. sold the biggest number of pre-sale tickets before this, um, eight times as much. There's no way, if, and I don't live in a world where this movie doesn't become the number one yeah. movie of all time. And we have a bet going, it, it, uh, and we're, this we're just more so to... cements my feeling that this you know, it might yeah. break that is area in one month. Now, for those of you who don't remember this bet, and this bet isn't about oh, this is not going to be the number one movie. Right, like how long it's going to take. This is how long it's going to take, and also how long it's going to take to drop from that number one spot. And and I said it's going to take. It's like it's going to take until the second movie for it to drop from that one number one spot. And also, I forget, can't remember exactly what I said. How long it's going to take? I said that it would become number one within a month, within thirty days of it releasing, and that's like a huge stretch. But this makes me feel a little better about it for yeah. sure and I think I can't remember what I did I might have just said something to beat the spread and just said it's not going to take a month I didn't I yeah. was vague enough to say yeah. not to say I think that was about earlier it. or later because I mean there's no way to tell but also like a month just seems, seems like it's a really good uh, a really good kind of guess yeah. but also it's just it's way too big for it to like not take a month though yeah it's way too big it, it, it's just it's so insane and so god i just it, the trailer is done so well and we talk about this stuff all the time yeah um the trailer's done so well of giving me the biggest just cock tease <laughs> without showing me any cock. Like it yeah. just it just it's done a great job of showing me everything I wanted to see and showing me absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, all we know is the stuff we already knew that like you know a stormtrooper is probably going to become a Jedi mm-hmm. and um, you know there's a scavenger yeah. and there's going to be Han and Leia and Chewie yeah. in it. Uh, and BB-8. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. We, we've, we've been shown these characters now, and we really know nothing of yeah. the plot. We know Kylo Ren is going to be doing... Uh, whatever he's doing is to kind of, like, further whatever Vader was mm-hmm. trying to do before he died. But that's about it. We don't know who he is. We don't mm-hmm. know what... Is he related to Vader? Is he... Yeah. Um, just like some kind of minion that kind of looked up to him yeah. and was like, you know, like, this is something I would want to do. Or like some Empire lackey who just looked up, as you said, kind of just really looked up to him. Is it Jar Jar Binks trying to avenge Jar Jar Binks Master like, was like so pissed off when <laughs> An- when Anakin got killed. I saw something online that was like, at the end of the movie, Kylo Ren's going to remove his mask. Two floppy ears are going to come out. <laughs> Dude, that and it'll say, Misa will avenge you, Master Andy. That would be the biggest <laughs> fuck you 
to everybody. Jar Jar Binks, badass number one. You know, okay, so like somewhere I saw this somewhere on the <laughs> on the internet, but when episode one was like set to release, some dude got a giant back tattoo of Jar Jar Binks. And he, apparently he he was betting on Jar Jar Binks being like the newest like, lovable character, like a badass, like, like an R two D two, like just, or C three P O S character that's like, kind of very like l- memorable, memorable and lovable, and like everyone's gonna love Jar Jar Binks, man. He, he's memorable, that's for sure. Yeah, it's like and like they just were, and but nope, mm-mm, didn't happen. And but I don't know why I just remember that. <laughs> I just keep on thinking like, man, that dude was dedicated, and that dedication did not pay. What he needs is like an origin story. Uh, maybe not an origin story, but something like after you see him in the prequels where like his family gets murdered and like the killers like cut his tongue so he's not talking. So he's not being <laughs> annoying as fuck. But then he goes out on like a revenge mission, he's just fucking like throwing like those gungan gooey balls at bitches and like doing all this <laughs> stupid shit. He needs like a badass like after birth and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Some, someone, someone's gonna supercut some shit into like making like some weird Reservoir Dogs Pulp Fiction revenge thriller with Jar Jar. And like I said, you have to have the uh, bad guys cut out his tongue because I don't want to hear him talk <laughs> at all throughout the entire movie. Um, okay, so let's move on. Um, moving on because we're gonna be stuck get, on before I get emotional. Yeah, again. Um, so to bring it back down, uh, <laughs> um, we're, we're gonna talk about a Netflix original um, with Bill Murray, with Sir Bill Murray. Right. Um, he is having a Christmas special called A Very Murray Christmas, and that's an amazing title. Um, yeah, it's, it, that's the best title you'd come up. with. Yeah. So like, Bill Murray's kind of have a, has had a pretty good resurgence lately. Um, you know. Uh, St. Vincent was actually pretty good. He was fantastic in that movie. Um, he was like, def- he's definitely like kind of like one of those guys that you've in, in that movie, kind of like someone you kind of hate, but then once you you start to learn about their backstory throughout the yeah. the entire movie, and you see the layers of complexity that like Bill Murray is able to act with, right? And that he's able to just kind of really flesh out this character just by. Um, just kind of by sticking to what he does yeah, like throughout the entire movie yeah. you know just kind of like you don't, you don't really see a lot of growth and development in the character throughout the course of the movie but you definitely see the reasons why he became that way right. and the and just yeah just Bill, Bill Murray is excellent in that movie and also with that uh, you know Rock the Casbah says to come just, out just came, it either just came out or is coming out right I think it just came out actually right. okay. um, yeah so like Rock the Cat and the previews on that one just look funny as hell and Bill Murray and you kind of forget how good of a comedic actor Bill Murray is um, and so like this uh, just seems really dope I think it's gonna be pretty cool. A lot of really big name guests um, on this on this as well. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely like Chris Rock and like things like Ben Clooney Stiller, and George Clooney, yeah. yeah, a shit ton of people. Um, so yeah, just looks really cool. Check it out if you like if you like Bill Murray. Just hey, this is gonna be the only time I'm gonna you know talk about something Christmassy in and October. Yeah, I, it's set to release. I believe the thing said December fourth, mm-hmm. uh, very early in December. Yeah. Um, so you have plenty of time to watch it by yourself and gauge whether it's appropriate to watch with your family. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like a very Merry Christmas can go one of two ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, good, good news. Yeah. Excited. And good to see that Netflix is doing some like solid program. Yeah. I mean, recently we had Beast with Donation come out. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch that? 
Not no. yet. I, I kind of want to watch it, but also it's October and I'm just still stuck it's in horror movie mode. Yeah. So like it just came so out at a bad November time for me. First, second comes around, you're gonna be like, yeah. He's like, okay, I can move on to other stuff now because because that's that's been getting uh, good reviews as far as I've seen. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. I, everyone's saying I just Elba is fantastic in yeah. it. I just Elba is just a really good dramatic actor. Um, so you know, I had no real doubt in his acting ability for it. I even though he's <laughs> his last few movies have been kind of dubious at the best. Yeah. I mean, like. Oh, what was that one shitty movie he he came out with like not too long he was in not too long ago like he, he's some weird dude who's stalking this wife and like he's like says his car breaks down in front of her house and I don't remember um, but yeah I, I think I know but yeah like something it's like with this weird fatal attraction thing is so stupid but um so but mo- moving on from there uh Hail Caesar the newest Coen Brothers movie trailer is out I am it's like so Johnny's super excited for Star Wars I get super excited over shit like this because I it love the Coen great. Brothers I yeah. hadn't seen this trailer before until I, I just watched it not too a couple minutes ago yeah uh, right during the break mm-hmm. uh, so but yeah, yeah. It, it looks amazing it looks fucking great so you know uh, Josh Brolin George Clooney um Jonah uh, Hill, Scarlett Johansson, like just it, it's a huge cast of characters. Yeah, just and a very star set cast. in the like nineteen you know thirties, yeah, like nineteen fifties. I think yeah, it looked like forties or forties or fifties. Uh, you know, uh, kind of dark comedy, uh, tongue in cheek stuff. Like like the Coen Brothers comedies are so good. Like, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? and The Big Lebowski are, like, they've the main got, ones yeah, they've think got of. so much, you They're know, so good. Like, they, they, everything they've put their hands on has been successful. Yeah, pretty much. Like, a, like no matter it's what not they like, do. you know, big box office numbers, it's been, like, critically A cult hit. Yeah. If, like, yeah. It's, like, pretty much. And um, it looks really good. I, I'm just a big fan of the Coen Brothers. Uh, and just, yeah, I, I, I can't looks, really say great. enough looks, good things about this. It looks hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I was talking about this a little uh, during the break, but like I can just respect so many actors who who are actors and are who play actors who play actors playing a different role. Yeah, like there's certain like levels that need to go. Like you see George Clooney in it uh, playing Caesar, but he's playing like an actor who's a shitty actor, but he's actually a really good actor yeah. in real life. So he's playing a shitty actor <laughs> being shitty in a role. Yeah. It's just like it this takes, weird inception kind of thing. It takes it just, a really good actor to be, to like to do act that like a bad actor. On, yeah. Believable. I mean, like, like Julianne Moore did it really good on uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen that and that is like, she was fantastic in that. So, uh, George Clooney just being able to do this and just like flubbing lines and forgetting yeah. stuff and just like some, something some that you know he words. would never do as mm-hmm. an actual actor. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know it, it looks fantastic and I'm just I'm way super excited for it. So once again, like no, like, I don't really have a whole lot to report on the movie itself. Uh, um, other than I, I think of the trailer said it's coming out next year. Yeah, uh, no set date on that at all. Yeah. I don't think. Um, but. I'm kind of hoping that's an Oscar contender. I'm pretty sure that's going to be. And Oscar contender, or like you know, the Coen Brothers for the most part don't really give much of a fuck, yeah. Because they they have Oscars for days at this point. Yeah. I mean, like they they get they've won like two. I can use them as paperweights. Yeah, they won like two or three for their um, scripts alone, and uh, one for directing for uh, um, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. So I mean, like they're 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 set. They're Hollywood legends enough as it is. So they they don't really need it. I'm pretty sure they can just like release this anytime. And it's gonna like it's gonna be in a qualifying time period for the next year's Oscars, right. but they're gonna release it, and it's just gonna be punky fucking dory for them. Yeah. Um, 
So also to kind of connect with that, so I'm going to kind of jump around a lot in this. Um, George what? Clooney. Jumping around. So, this, <laughs> so the like, fourth thing you mean, fourth. Like I just fucking said. Like I just fucking said we were going to do. Um, so George Clooney, uh, who is in Hail Caesar, uh, is going to be, is like, so far he's set to direct the next Coen Brothers script. Um, George Clooney is kind of hit or miss with his you know, direction. Yeah. Um, his first movie, if I remember correctly, was Good Night and Good Luck, I think. Uh, and that one was pretty solid. That was nominated for Best uh, best Direction, Best Picture, um, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Actor in a Leading Role, I think. Um, so he, he has vision when it comes to his movies. Um, but you know, so, like sometimes they don't really translate Execution over that well. isn't as... I mean, like if you look at Leatherhead's that yeah, yeah, one yeah. wasn't so great either. I mean, it, it was all right, but it was nothing really that special. Yeah. Um, so that that being said, you know, um, and also his latest movie, uh, Monuments Men, uh, was just so many, so many missed opportunities in in that movie uh, that it could have been really great, but it just turned out not to be yeah. not to be great. Um, but yeah, so you know, I anyone who actually is listening to this, I would really like to hear their opinions on what they think of George Clooney as a director, as a director, and also being able to direct a Coen Brothers script because Coen Brothers scripts are so strong and so well written that it would be hard to really fuck them up. Yeah. Um, but there, it has been said, uh, you know, like bad direction and bad acting can ruin a great script. And sometimes great directing and great acting can save a, can save a bad script. Yeah. I mean, but, it's, it's weird. Um, because, uh, the Coen brothers are writing the script, mm-hmm. and Clooney is directing. Yeah. Do you think the Coen brothers will be on set with him on occasion and be like, uh, "We kind of had more of it this vision." Well, I, they're they're because they're they're you know they're they're buddies. Yeah. For the most part, because like he's he's been like when he before he became like George Clooney, he like he was in like some of their flicks before, like um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah. Um, that was before he really kind of came into like the main spotlight. Being his you George know? Clooney self. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know, like did that, and also kind of just being a producer on on their movies as well. He, he, I, I would not be surprised if he says like, yeah, like I want you know the writers to be here for rewrites if I need them or for whatever other reason if I need them here. Because a lot, what a lot of directors tend to overlook is the importance of the writer because without the writer being there to have your back in case you need something changed yeah. or you need something added to make something make sense, you're kind of fucked because if you try and write it yourself, you're just kind of like, and if you're not a good, it's like if you're not a good writer, director, and you're, you're just going to yeah. degradate that If you're not a thing. part of that script writing, you know, experience you're you're gonna you're gonna add something in that's not gonna really that might ruin something later might not mesh as good as Mm -hmm. you want it to so yeah actually uh his first movie was confessions of a dangerous mind with uh yeah with sam rockwell as a game show host slash government assassin um which is actually kind of based off a true story um depends on who you believe uh but yeah so this but this uh, script is called suburbicon um, it's a dark neo noir movie set in the 1950s, which kind of sucks because I had an idea for a movie set that 
the neo noir movie set in the 1950s. Um, but uh, so you know that in and of itself immediately gets me. Uh, interested in it because I love movies like that and I really love really dark noir stories where you're just trying to figure things out and yeah. everything's so subtle and uh, just kind of layered in between each other and you just have to figure out you know, who did what. It's it's like a really fun thing to just kind of watch those movies and try and figure out the mystery before everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, still though, Suburbicon sounds pretty cool. I really enjoy those kinds of flicks so anyone who's listening it'll, yeah, it'll kinda, be a, yeah give, it'll, me your, give me your thoughts and choose an email uh email is uh in the menus podcast at gmail.com uh no spaces in there uh you can also go to the website there's a link mm-hmm. uh to the email address on the put website. some stuff in the comments just you know tell us how much of an idiot i am or something you know it's just talk to us we're, we're lonely i'm so lonely <laughs> we just want to know that at least one person is out there Listening. Okay. So, uh, also, um, moving on, uh, a few days ago, um, three days ago. Three days ago? Three days ago was a... We're, we're talking about Star Wars again, right? No. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it was three days ago. Would have been Thursday? Wednesday? Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Um, so, there was a really big anniversary of a really important movie, of a really good pop icon movie uh, that you know finally had like a thirty year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Back and not to the only, future. Yeah, not only that, but you know, also a very specific date and time. Correct. Um, October twenty first, twenty fifteen, the day Marty came to the future in the DeLorean to Hill Valley to thwart Biff and get the yeah. you know Grand Sports Almanac and yeah uh, yeah. So did you celebrate? I did. I had Wednesday off. I watched all. Uh, I watched one and two, mm-hmm. and then uh, Anne joined me in the middle of one. Was mm-hmm. excited to watch two, and she's excited to watch three. And I'm like, don't get your hopes up for three. <laughs> but three is not horrible. It's not bad. But I compared to like you know one and two. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind it's of the weaker leg of the three. Um, but yeah, no, I did watch it. I was super excited and happy. I got to watch mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it's just. It's so weird to like USA Today did like uh, their newspaper for Wednesday was that same newspaper from uh, <laughs> from the movie. Yep. Um, it was just like a slip. They had the actual newspaper underneath, but you know, it, it's still just, though, like that's, that's yeah, awesome, it's, it's cool. And you see a lot. You know, Nike came out with their self lacing boots. Yeah, that they're going to be auctioning off. Shoes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd buy those. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fat, so like if I can just like put a little button, <laughs> if you can on the just side put your your feet into a thing and they'll snap. Laces, zip. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's just kind of weird to see like a movie that I grew up with, and even then I grew up with that movie. You know, way after it already come it, out. it already yeah. come out, like ten plus years after it already came out, and I couldn't get enough of it then. I can't get enough of it now. And just kind of seeing like like it kind of a momentous occasion among all fans, um, you know, just is kind of kind of heartwarming, really, because yeah. like you see like this unity among people who like kind of not only grew up with this movie but idolized this movie as just prime filmmaking in general. Yeah, you know? and I mean, um, this movie has been so I don't want to say like influential, really. 
but really it kind of was like, oh, what if the future really is like yeah. What if there really is a Jaws 19 or a Pepsi Perfect in the future? The, the, the one thing you I know? kept, like, well, I, they, 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 Pepsi came out with 6,000 cans of Pepsi Perfect. Right. To and give they that all sold out, out like, um, immediately. Yeah, they gave out a out. number of them at New York, New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. If you showed up as Marty McFly, you got a Pepsi Perfect. And they also had a couple available at exclusive retailers across the country. Yeah. Uh, all sold out, yeah. I'm sure. What sucks is, though, I didn't have the chance to go to Universal Studios because I wanted to go to Universal Studios for that day. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have the chance to because of work and responsibility. Right. Like, and I keep saying this, and the one thing I really, 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 really wanted to happen at Universal Studios, even though I'm pretty sure they didn't do it, is that I wanted, like, two Doc Browns to walk around <laughs> the park at the same time, and then when they see each other, they freak out about you know space time continuum and it gonna shatter yeah and they both you know run towards only one delorean <laughs> and they fight each other over to get into the delorean and they drive away i mean this this movie has been so influential um to where i would say rick and morty is pretty much rick and morty started off as a parody of exactly yeah and, and, i mean like, you know, morty marty yeah exactly you know. uh rick and morty is this you know super great funny tv show mm-hmm. um all started off as a parody of yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean, like it's there. There's so much we owe to Back to the Future in the realm of movies now. I mean, just the way people treat time travel, the way people um, treat depictions of the future. Um, you know, and just also, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, the technology that we have now also kind of harkens back. I mean, like, everyone jokes about, you know, oh, you know, they, you know they're going to have to invent hoverboards in the next few days, or they're going to have to, you know, come out with, like, 19 more Jaws movies in the next few days. Yeah. But it's... I'm trying trying to think of the best way to describe it. I mean, and technically, we do have hoverboards. Lexus came out with yeah, fucking hoverboard, like, like uh, you I know, think it's because of movies like that. Ago. That fuel people's creativity. That exactly. We uh, people want who things like grew that. up watching that movie, and we're like, you know what? I do want a hoverboard by mm-hmm. 2015. You know, that guy could have gone to school and then got a job at Lexus mm-hmm. and started working on this fucking hoverboard. Yep. Um, or you know, even a filmmaker who watched Back to the Future and was like, oh, well, that's maybe I don't want to do a Jaws 19, but I do want to create something that mm-hmm. would have a lasting effect like Jaws or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it inspired a lot of people, I think, yeah. to really be like, okay, well, I'm in control of the future. I can make this stuff happen. Yeah. And even though it's just a movie and it's not real now, I can make it possible. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and unfortunately there's no like real kind of landmark event like that canically in the, uh, uh, Back to the Future movies or anything like that, yeah. um, but we can wait until the next, uh, you know, like ten year plus anniversary of the movie, and it's just gonna be just as exciting too because like yeah, you know, I, each, cause, cause it, the one thing um, the movie still holds up. Yeah, the one thing that makes me sad is now um, everything in Back to the Future takes place in the past. Yeah, as of like you know when we're recording this. The events of Back to the Future take place in the past. So mm-hmm. we, we're never going to experience anything like this again. Pretty much. Um, and it also makes me sad because it makes me hope that the love for um, Back to the Future doesn't decrease over time. Yeah. Because, you know, up until uh, Wednesday, everybody was like, yeah, you know, this is exciting. Back, back to the Future Day, you know, it was mm-hmm. super exciting. Um, but now we don't have that anymore. No. So... I hope that it doesn't go away. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those films that 
Um, when I go grow older, I have kids. I definitely want to show them this movie as they're running around on their hoverboards and be like, they thought we would have this when I was 20-something. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't the case. Yeah, so, yeah, so. it's just very... Very happy occasion yeah. to be able to watch these movies. Back to the Future. If you haven't seen it, you're doing yourself a disservice. I did have a question. And I'm wondering if you know, since you're a big, huge movie okay. buff. Um, and I was talking to Ann about this. But do you know if they filmed everything for one and two? Because, you know, the mm-hmm. in, in one, they go back. And then in two, they go to the future. And then they go back to the events of one. Mm-hmm. Do you know if they filmed that all at once or if they went back and did they shoots? refilmed certain parts of it just to like when okay so when you when you're directing and you have things in scripts you have like you know like uh, match shots and right. like uh, right yeah no I understand all that so like uh, they have to refilm certain things to make them just work right you know visually and work uh, you know just you know uh, consecutive wise no not, that's not the right word. You know what I mean, right? Just like, you know, no, like, yeah. You know, uh, chronologically, it right. has to work chronologically. Um, so, uh, but you know, there, but there are some things they added in. There are some things they kind of took out because of what the way the way that works is they just kind of, you know, didn't have to show a bunch of stuff as right. well because you already seen the first one. You already know. Oh, this is when you know he's doing this yeah. when he was our when. You know his past self when he was playing the when the he was, music on stage yeah, or when he was, he was playing music on stage. Yeah. So you know, uh, like they they refilmed some parts of it, if I remember correctly. But other than that, they kind of uh, like the stuff they could just kind of re reuse again. They did just reuse, like um, like pretty much like the part yeah, where they show and go if, back in time again. Because obviously they had the idea of making a sequel, a sequel. Because at the very end of the movie, they're like, "You need to go to the future with me." Yeah. Um, so I was wondering if the director had the foresight to film these extra shots from like, you know, whenever he's in the principal's office and mm-hmm. he sees out the window and you see, uh, uh, Marty's dad, yeah. Hunch Biff. Um, I was wondering if they had the foresight of like, okay, let's shoot this scene from here and here. And then let's also go up into this thing and shoot it here. I'm pretty sure, like, they had that idea, but they didn't... I'm pretty sure they didn't do it, mostly mostly because of budget-wise. Because each time you have to shoot something, you're using money from the budget. So they kind of have to just do... What they can. What they can at that moment. And I'm pretty sure what they did do is that they got certain angles from somewhere else. And just to, you know, they can use later. But other than that... Yeah, I was just wondering if, if, if there was any... There I used was to wonder any, that shit as a kid, too. If there was any uh, stuff that they were like, yeah, okay, so we're going to use this in the second movie, so let's just film it now. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess, it, you know, budget-wise and other things like that, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But I was just wondering if you had any foresight. A, l- a little bit. It's, it's, you know, kind of just whatever. Yeah. But moving further into the future hmm. than from today. To the future. To the future of 2020. Where dinosaur and and monkey <laughs> and fight. Ape fight to the death. Godzilla versus Kong is slated for a 2020 release. Yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about this because I didn't think it was real. Um, it is real because um, they already did something like this a long time ago. So uh, you know, somewhere along the lines, I'm not too sure of any real big studio names or anything like that. Um, but there was a perfect combination of companies coming together mm-hmm. 
and we're going to get uh, Skull Island coming out yeah, in like that's, uh, two years, yeah. 2017, I think. That's uh, the Universal with Legendary Pictures uh, also co-producing that King movie. Kong. King Kong, the newest King um, Kong movie. And then we're going to have Godzilla 2 mm-hmm. in, I think, 2019. Yeah. Um, and then in 2020, we're going to finally have them Fighting. fight. I don't know. This is going to be really, really weird because, okay, so King Kong, for um, in all iterations of King Kong, except for those shitty that shitty sequel that happened in the 80s, and even then that was in the 80s. Right. Uh they all the eighties didn't exist. So they, they they all take place in the nineteen thirties. Right. Is like so. You kind of have to kind of wonder. Like King Kong is kind of old at this point. Um, he's a freaking nature, obviously, but he's old. So like because because uh, the sure Godzilla films work. are are contemporary, right? They're they're like present day ish. Like now, like pretty much like every the new Godzilla, Godzilla movie, that just came out, they're always gonna be present day for us. Um, that's just how it works um, for for that series of movies. So yeah, the new one was present day for us. Um, I'm assuming like King Kong's gonna have some kind of descendant of some kind. But also, if you kind of just look at the disparity of size between King Kong and Godzilla, King Kong had to climb to yeah. the top of a building. Godzilla, Godzilla crushed that building. Crushes that building. <laughs> this is not much of a fight. I mean, like yeah, that gorilla look. that gorilla's fucking huge, but. This is the way I see this movie going, is for the first 30 minutes to an hour, they fight. But then Mothra shows up, Mechagodzilla shows up, or some other villain shows up, and they have to team up, and Godzilla is flinging King Kong, or, like, does a tail whip of King Kong as he's a cannonball, and he, like, flies up and hits Mothra, and... And just starts throwing massive amounts of feces. The, the biggest kaiju movie you can fucking imagine, just... Yeah, I I just don't know how this is gonna work. I just I don't know how it's gonna work, but I'm excited for it. I I'm excited just to see the spectacle and just I want as to see long as they're smart enough to not make this a human story. Yeah. Don't fucking do like some stupid shit where like oh no, there's like these two lovers and like mm-hmm. one works here and now they're separated. But Godzilla and King Kong, they're fighting. It's well, just like, no, give me fucking three lines. One that's gonna set up the the whole fight. Where they're like, oh no, King Kong escaped and oh Godzilla. No, Godzilla. Exactly. Oh no, King Kong. And then forty five minutes of fighting, and then <laughs> um, a slight intermission from the fighting. Where are they going to be like, oh shit, they really are fighting. <laughs> and then another 45 minutes of fighting. And then, I'm oh my just, god, they're done fighting. Like, I'm just wondering, like, are they going to make King Kong like super fucking huge? Or are they going to make Godzilla tiny? I don't know. Because it depends on what they do with these next movies, right? Because we haven't had really a King Kong movie in a while. No. Um, Peter Jackson's King Kong came out in... It was a while ago. A while, yeah. A while. I don't know exactly what year it came out, but it was a while ago. Uh, so I don't think that's really fresh in everybody's mind. No. Um, we are going to have this new King Kong movie, which I think is going to set up the Kong for 2020. Yeah. Um, whether that means making him very big, uh, restarting the franchise so we don't have to worry about him being too old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or like a descendant of Kong right. or something along those lines even though I'm not sure there's another big ass monkey that can take that giant monkey dick gamma rays and just you know, something along those lines um, 
that that Skull Island movie is going to set that up. Yeah. Um, Godzilla two. I mean, I didn't watch Godzilla one, so I don't really know. It wasn't what they're going to do with Godzilla two. They, but I assume it's just yeah. going to be some. Yeah. You know your standard sequel. I, I hope I hope it's just more focused on Godzilla and monster fighting because the rest, like the like, pretty much the whole movie was just about Brian Cranston's kid in that movie, and that was kind of annoying. That's one of those things that I, I was find really upsetting hoping. in monster movies. You kind of create a human story instead of making a monster. Well, I mean, like the, like the better human story would have just been okay. Brian Cranston fam Brian Cranston's family dies in that you know giant earthquake whatever thing, uh, you know in the beginning of the movie, and he's just on like this mad crusade to figure out how it happened and what it was, and then eventually you know he's the one who figures out oh hey it's these giant monsters living inside the earth. And then it's just him trying to rally the military. Then it becomes a revenge story. It's like, it's like, it, like it, if it if it just becomes a revenge story, then it becomes a revenge story. That's what it should have been in the first place. Um, because it, anyway, it was like Mothra that ended up like causing that whole thing anyway. But um, that's what it should have been in the first place, and it should have just been you know Brian Cranston as the lead in that movie right. without his kid being there. And then they could have easily have swept off of that into monster fighting a whole hell of a lot easier. So I'm kind of hoping in the second one that they just focus more on giant monster just fighting. Just giant fighting, yeah. Because I mean, like, I mean, like, not like 100% of the movie be giant monster fighting because that gets tiring after a bit. But just like, I just want to see giant kaiju's fucking kill each other. Yeah, and think about what they did with uh, Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. There was perfect amount of dinosaur fighting and perfect amount of like human story plot as mm-hmm. well. Um, but like whenever the dinosaurs were fighting, they were fucking fighting and it was getting fucking, you know, crazy. So, yeah. I mean, come on, like, uh, you know, don't like Andromedus Rex versus T-Rex. Yeah. Don't like for the heavyweight don't, championship don't of the tip-toe world. Don't around this. Like this is a big thing. Make it what it is. Don't just like show the beginnings of the fight and then cut to news footage halfway across the world. Cause that. Okay. Cool. You know, that shit gets, that shit gets more. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, anything else, Jay? We've got on this list here. Um, we have a few. We'll just kind of uh, let me just run through these real quick. Um, in other movie news, Johnny Depp is in talks to produce and star in the Neil um, Gaiman book adaptation of uh, "Fortunately the Milk," a time traveler story type of thing. Um, once again, Ted Johnny Depp's moving on from just being Jack Sparrow and dudes in weird makeup. Uh, to actually doing real roles again. Yeah. So that seems pretty interesting. Neil Gaiman's a fantastic uh, writer, and seeing and we're kind of seeing more and more of his stuff turn into movies. That and Sandman's been in like production hell for a bit though. Right. Um, so that seems pretty interesting. Um, Hulk is going to be in the new Thor movie, and this should hopefully explain that uh, where Hulk went at the end of the second Avengers right. movie. Um, I was really kind of hoping that would just turn into a Hulk movie or something along those lines. Well, the thing is, like, they don't really have the rights to do the Hulk movie, right? Isn't that the case? I don't know. Like, I mean, like, because like, there they... was a Hulk TV series back in the 70s, but. I, like, I want to say for whatever reason, Marvel. Studios doesn't have the rights to do a full-on Hulk movie. Probably not. Which is why they haven't done one. From what I, like, 
am remembering that's the case. Yeah, I, I think, could I be think wrong, it's, but... I think it's still no, no, more, no, because like uh, the last Hulk movie was made by Marvel Studios, okay. so um, that it should be back with them. But they, I just don't think they want to do one. I guess. Um, and then finally, uh, the n- first look at the newest Disney movie, uh, Moana, is finally out. You can see some character models and bit of a bit of a teaser trailer. Yeah. And it looks cool. It looks interesting. A whole lot different than what we're used to seeing, I guess, um, for the most part. Um, and looks good. I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, fairly excited for it. Yeah, it's. It'll be interesting to see a Disney princess um, that doesn't look like your typical Disney princess. Yeah. Um, not just like race-wise, but just like, you know... Culturally-wise, yeah. you know, we don't, just, we don't, we're not going to see giant castles and shit. Yeah. Um, this is going to be kind of like this really cool epic quest type of movie, and she's going to be accompanied by well, like a demigod. A, yeah, just like a uh, coming-of-age kind of story. Yeah. And, um, and demigod's voiced by The Rock. Of course. So that sounds pretty cool. I kind of really want to see him, you know, stretch his you know, legs out in like the realm of voice acting. Yeah. So that seems pretty dope. Um, but other than that, that's it for movies. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we've been away from the news blocks for a little bit, but I mean, it's been kind of slow. I, yeah. apart from movie news, we've had plenty of movie news. Uh, we didn't have a lot of, uh, video game news in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, this is good. We haven't done a news block in a while. And I'm excited that we got to do one. Finally. Yeah. And uh, our listeners, I'm sure, will be happy that we are putting up a new episode altogether because last week... Um, we had to do a recap. Just, yeah, of, just for, because of some weather conditions in, um, in California. I couldn't get down here. Yeah. Um, weather was bad. Yeah. Mudslides and shit. Yeah, and even like uh, coming down the hill um, today, it's just like looking up the hills, it just... It looks bad. Yeah. It looks like it was fucking brutal. Um, but you guys don't give a shit about any of this. So. You guys don't care about us. I don't even know why we bother to talk to you guys. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We'll get out of here. Um, as always, go uh, go like the Facebook page. Go uh, give us a... Go rate us on iTunes. Good or bad. I don't care. Just do it. I'd appreciate it. Um, Joey, we're still putting up your uh, movie lists. I just sent you a new movie list for the, uh, this for the last week, pretty yeah. much um, of Halloween. So I've been kind of having a theme with movie lists for the most part. I've been trying to have a theme. This theme is yes, I, not I wouldn't say family friendly, but it's the lighter side of Halloween right. movies. Um, and hopefully, if anyone's been reading this and watching them, I hope you've been enjoying all the movies I've been recommending. Yeah, I, there's definitely some uh, good ones in there. Um, I'd say they're all good, Johnny. Twenty-five to like fifty percent of them are available to stream yeah. on either Hulu or Netflix or Amazon or yeah. whatever. So the old, the ones that are not available to stream, I kind of just own. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and and you know it's pretty easy to come across them. Yeah, you can either uh, most of them you can online rent for a dollar or two. Yeah. Um, you can always uh, search the uh, corners of the internet. Yep. And, um, and torrents. Yeah, you can always search the corners of the internet and find those. Uh, though we definitely don't condone any illegal activity no, on this podcast. I would actually really prefer if they just buy the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It, it's always good to support the uh, the creators of this movie because mm-hmm. then, then we get more of these movies, right? Yep. And, you know, look at look at these lists. You're, you're going to find a movie that you like. Yeah. Um, whatever mood you're in. Last week it was a vampire theme. Yeah. The week before that, haunted we had houses. Haunted houses. 
Um, the first one was just kind of I like, wanted to give like you a, a little taste, hodgepodge, I believe. a taste of what you can expect yeah. throughout, so, the, throughout the next few. Check weeks. those out. I'm going to be posting that. Uh, by the time this podcast is up, it should also be up as well. Um, and if you haven't checked out any of the previous weeks, uh, go ahead and do that. Um, but other than that, we are going to get out of here, um, and we should be we should be back next week. Yeah, hopefully next week. We'll see. We should be back next week. So we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys then.